Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. We are continuing to work our way through the book of Galatians. We find ourselves in Galatians chapter number three today. Uh, we finished up last time. We stopped in verse number nine. So just for a little bit of context, let's read it and we'll pick up, we'll summarize verses six through nine and then get into verse number 10. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard, oop, I am in Ephesians. <laughs> I knew that sounded funny. Okay, Galatians. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law, or did you receive it by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having now begun in the Spirit, are you now going to be made perfect or complete by your flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it yet be in vain? He therefore that ministereth to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. And the Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee all the nations shall be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So verse number nine there, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faith, faithful Abraham. In other words, Paul concludes that they which be of faith are the ones who receive the blessing just like Abraham did. The conclusion or the summation of verses 6 through 9 is it is simply illustrating that God has other promises that are by grace through faith, and one of those is the Abrahamic covenant. The Abrahamic covenant required no work on Abraham's part since it was given before he was circumcised. It was given before the law. So Abraham was justified simply by his faith in the promise that God made him no works required. So too, the grace gospel, and remember, this is Paul's entire point. Um, his, the grace gospel is also not based on the law, but it is simply based upon faith. And to interpret this section in any other way, is to place the Gentiles under the Abrahamic covenant as a means of salvation, i.e. covenant theology. The Gentiles aren't under the Abrahamic covenant. The Gentiles will never be under the Abrahamic covenant. Matter of fact, the Gentiles are under no covenant. They're not under the new covenant. The Gentiles are not part of the covenants. Do we reap the blessings? Do we reap the reward of those covenants? Sure. It, you know, it rains upon the just as well as the unjust. Uh, in you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. I mean, we are blessed, but the covenants are not for the Gentiles. In verse number nine, for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Now, this verse is condemning the Judaizers who were trying to get the grace believers to submit to only portions and not in all things of the law. And in this case, it was circumcision. And his point 
is that for one to place themselves back under any part of the law is to place themselves back under the entire law, which is the curse, i.e. you must do it all, not just the parts that you are fond of. So in the verse he says, For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. His point is that no man is justified by the law in this current dispensation. That is the word, this current dispensation. Notice, but that no man is justified. That's in the present passive tense. In other words, currently, today, under this present dispensation, no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. This verse requires a dispensational view, for it implies that it used to not be that way. The just shall live by faith is a quote from Hebrew uh, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse number 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Now notice, it gets deeper here. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Now notice, the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them. What is them shall live in them? The them is a reference to the law. It is a quote from Leviticus chapter 18, verse number 5. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man do, he shall live in them. I am the Lord. Again, Paul's point is that people under this present dispensation are justified by faith and not by keeping the law. If, if you don't go into Galatians with a dispensational perspective, you're going to end up in covenant theology, which is what most, many, end up in. Even those who claim they're not, they really are. In the context, he is addressing those who wanted to mix the law with grace. The law is not a pick-and-choose option. Back at, Look at verse number 10. For as many as are under the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is every man that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. In other words, it's not a pick-and-choose option. It is an all-or-nothing proposition. These guys were throwing circumcision in their faces. And Paul is saying you can't just pick and choose which parts of the law you want to obey. He will further elaborate this when we get into Galatians chapter 5. In verse 2, when he says, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Why? Because you're placing your faith in the law. You're not placing your faith in the completed work of Christ on the cross. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. It's either law or it's grace. It's one or the other, but not both. Again, these verses only make sense and will contradict each other if they are not viewed through the dispensational lens. 
i.e. justification by works, which is the kingdom gospel, or justification by faith, which is the grace gospel. It is impossible to have one foot in both, and yet that's exactly what most people in the body of Christ do today. You got to repent. You got to be baptized. You got to keep this. You got to go to church on Sunday. You know, you got to do this. You got to do that. You know, they've got one foot in the law and one foot in grace. Well, Paul is saying it's impossible to have one foot in both. Again, it's impossible to rightly interpret these passages without a dispensational view. Notice verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, it's very important that we we look at who that us is. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now, let's unpack that. In this current dispensation, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. What that means is we don't have to keep it anymore. We don't have to keep the law anymore. Notice he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The word redeemed means to purchase. The purchase was that Christ became the curse by his death. The us in this context, principally, interpretationally, is applying to the nation of of Israel. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Why do I say that? Because we have never been under the curse of the law. We have never, the law was not given to the Gentiles. The law was given to the Jew. So, interpretationally, the us in context is the nation of Israel. Now, again, I have come to understand that pronouns are important in Bible interpretation. You know, when in Pauline epistles, when he's talking about we and us, he's normally talking about the Jews. You know, Galatians 2.15, we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles. When he says that we there, he's not referring to the body of Christ. He's referring to the nation of Israel, Jews. The ye and you in his epistles, for the most part, are referring to Galatian Gentiles in this, in this particular epistle. The ones that were redeemed were not ye and you, but we and us. The Gentiles have never been under the law, ever. Therefore, we did not need any redemption from the law. Instead, the Bible says that the Gentiles were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 12 that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope without God in the world. We were never a part of the Abrahamic covenant. We were never a part under the law. Therefore, we did not be, need to be redeemed from the law. Now, if you still doubt that, keep reading. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The nation was redeemed. Notice that the blessing of Abraham might come on to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, and the blessing uh, that the blessing of Abraham did come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. We don't have to keep the law, you know. We are saved by grace completely. But then he says that we might receive the promise 
of the Spirit through faith. When he says we, who is he talking about? The nation of Israel. It is the nation that was redeemed. Notice he says that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. So the removal of the curse from Israel allows the blessings that Israel has received to come upon the Gentiles. That's part of the Abrahamic covenant. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Who received the promise of the Spirit through faith? The nation of Israel. They were the ones that received the promise of the Spirit through faith, which was fulfilled at Pentecost. So again, context is key. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. We'll get together again sometime soon as I continue to study. Um, I am placing these studies on Rumble. They're still on YouTube. I just uh, um, started a Telegram channel as well. Um, where else? They're still going on to the website at Um And I, I pretty much abandoned Facebook. I'm just not using it. I'm just not interested anymore. I have a MeWe channel. I have a ministry page, Directional Bible Ministries. I have a personal page on MeWe. So if you want to track me down, keep up with me, follow on some of those things. Also remember SoundCloud. All the Audible studies are placed on SoundCloud as well. The video studies, uh, they're placed on Rumble and YouTube for the moment. And, uh, and then they're linked back to both, to all that through Telegram and through the MeWe channel. So Anyway, I know that's a lot, but anyway, God bless you guys. Remember, God loves you and wants the best for you and is working all things out for your good.